nobody. I'll never work again. If I can just get a break, I'll make the most of it. I swear. I developed a strike while the iron's hot mentality. I don't want to miss a single opportunity. I'm finally in a position where ideas that I have can actually blossom into businesses. When I shop for new bedding, I can't help thinking, maybe I could do a line of Hollywood Regency-inspired shams. I spend a day doing crafts with the kids and start fantasizing about developing a kid's craft show or magazine, sharing the joys of homemade Play-Doh and pipe cleaner animals. I cook dinner and envision a recipe book with my nanny's special shepherd's pie. I hobble out of an event, barefoot, with four-inch heels in hand, and fantasize about Tory Spelling branded disposable micro flip-flops. Somebody please run with that. I want to do a show with Dean where we put together dream weddings on a budget. It's on. There's an opportunity for me to do the talk show I've always dreamed of. So what if it's all day, every day, 44 weeks a year? I want to do it. My agent's worried I'm going to drop dead. Can we clone me? I wonder. Nah, the clone wouldn't do it right. Yeah, I got the whole workaholic package, which means I am so completely incapable of delegating that I couldn't even delegate to my own clone. People talk all the time about leaving work behind at the end of the day, but how important it is to draw a dividing line between your job and your life. But my job is to be Tori Spelling. I can't exactly take a break. In some ways, I feel like I'm turning into my father. Dad was a workaholic. He was productive, work was lucrative, but it never stopped. When I was little, I hardly noticed. I thought every father came home long after dinner and baths were over, just in time to kiss his children goodnight. Even late in his career, my father never stopped caring about every detail of every show. On weekends, he would come home with a briefcase full of scripts. We'd go out to the pool together. I'd click open the briefcase, and we'd sit next to each other reading. He dog-eared the pages where he had notes, just as I now do with scripts. By the time he was finished with a script, every single page would be folded over and every line of the script would be rewritten. When we first started 90210, he even brought home Polaroids of the wardrobe options for Brenda and Brandon. He couldn't delegate either. Ultimately, I feel like my father died because he could no longer work. When he stopped working, he went quickly downhill. There was no adjusting to a new focus and pace at that age. He didn't know how to just be. Twitter. The way I use Twitter is a perfect example of how it never stops, how I never stop. Sometimes Dean is sleeping next to me in bed while I tweet until 1 a.m. I tweet what I prepared for the kids' holiday parties at school. I post what movie I've watched that night. I check to see how many followers I have. I check to see how many followers Brooke Burke and Denise Richards have. They're in the big leagues, each with over a million followers. I'm obsessed with how many followers I have and what makes them decide to follow me or to stop following me. If I talk about cute things the kids are doing, my followers drop off. If I retweet news items, people sign on. If I don't tweet for a day, I gain a 100 followers. When I posted that I watched Paranormal Activity, I gained 56 followers. Why, why, why? I tell myself I'm doing it for the fans and for my business. I'm building my brand. And I do use Twitter that way. For Little Maven, my kids' clothing line, I went on Twitter to do a model search. People posted photos of their children to Twitter, 
and I selected models for our lookbook, a catalog for retail buyers and website. My followers know that it's me looking at the pictures. I'm the one who's picking their kids. They know that I'm not doing a celebrity endorsement, that I'm actually at the helm of my business. And they also know that I'm the one who's dropping my kids off at school because I tweet about it afterwards. It's kind of like I'm stalking myself, but it doesn't feel creepy. It makes me feel connected to people. If I'm going to be a brand, it's nice to feel like people really know me. But I also see how my obsessive Twittering can be unhealthy. Nothing is private. Nothing is sacred. Dean is asleep next to me, and I should be sleeping too. I'm more stressed than I've ever been in my life. I haven't found a good balance. And, when he's awake, it doesn't sit well with Dean. A couple of nights ago, Dean came into the kitchen and told me he'd run a bubble bath for me. An overt...